Schmegma? Israel. I'm a Schmeghead right now. It's been a fucking late couple nights. It has been a late couple nights. Did you watch live? Hell no, I do. I tried, but honestly, man, I was too gummied out, man. Those fucking what Delta Nine gummies? Holy shit! Yeah, I feel that yawn. That that yawn has been my permanent state. I mean, the, just the last couple days. I've been cracking yawns for like all day. Yeah, I watched live <laughs> last. I was fine last night, but did like, you watch live? Yeah, for two two a.m. too. Oh my yeah. god! Well, I yeah, I you're woke a fucking demon. Anyways, no, like I fell asleep on my couch Friday night, and then. I woke up at like two ten a.m. So I just caught like the like Q two and three. God damn! All right, and I went to sleep. Well, we're rolling, so let's just get this fucking going. What is going on, folks? Welcome to this week's episode of Collectively Unconscious. I'm your host, Jordan Dante, and joining me as always... Jim, what's up? And also, this time, we have joining us, now for good, we got... Dan, a.k.a. Big D with the little P. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're going with. All right. Yeah, what's going on, Dan? We had such a good time talking about Morbius last time that you said, hey, let's fucking... Did we? Yeah, I was like... Let's let's torture this guy every week. It was a great discussion <laughs> for a horrible movie. It really was. Yeah. It really was. But we we have a lot of better shit to talk about this week because there, there's not a lot going on. We got that F1 race that just finished. Me and Jim will just briefly talk about that. Jim, you've been fucking just on an absolute adventure watching a bunch of dog shit Star Trek. Oh so yeah. So have I. I, I. I've been going into the card. <laughs> We've been fucking playing Returnal, Tiny Tina, so we'll, we'll dive into all that. But to start off, I want to get us talking about Moon Knight. Hell yeah. Great show. What a fucking... Yeah, you, you guys have both been watching Moon Knight. Dan, you have not watched episode two yet, so we won't dive too much into episode two, but we're definitely going to talk about both episodes. Um, I have some things I want to say about episode two, but we won't go fully into spoilers and ruin it for you, because honestly, the show's great. The show's a good time. Yeah. I, I've, I've really been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, it's a pre- it's pretty good. Um, the first episode is pretty interesting. Seems like it has a lot of promise going forward. I like uh, what is his name's Mark, right? Is it Mark? Uh, yeah, Mark. Stephen. Stephen and Mark. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen is like the person, the British aspect, like the British personality, and then Mark is the the, the American. Okay, so the British one's the cuck, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> yes. the he's Basically. the beta. He's the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the soy boy. Um, right up top, I want to say this as well is goddamn man, the fucking streaming quality on Disney Plus, dude. Yeah, that's good shit. It, it's like it's it's, it's unmatched. Best. It's maybe to HBO Max on certain movies, but like Disney Plus yeah. is just consistent with TV shows. Yeah, for real, and oh, it's, yeah. it's because they have so many of them. Like the HBO Max stuff. I mean, Dune, the 4K HDR stream of Dune, is is beautiful. Still haven't even seen that. I watched that last weekend. 
Oh yeah, we should. Oh, we should talk about that too, Dan. Because I also rewatched Dune pretty pretty recently. Um, but yeah, HBO Max's like their high quality streams are pretty good, but they just don't have it for so many different movies. Where where for movies that they definitely could do it for, but it just feels like with Disney Plus, all the movies that they have available in 4K, they're on there, and you just get these crazy high quality streams, like all the. Like the 4K streams of the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh my god! Oh, dude! Oh, nah. it's it's <laughs> fucking, it's fucking beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful on there. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Mandalorian too. Just oh, man, yeah. incredible. Yeah, their their shows are really good looking, and and Moon Knight Moon Knight's is um on top of just having a good stream, it's also a lot more visually interesting than a lot of the other Marvel stuff too. Like like there's some more creative shots as well um there's this one really great shot in that first episode where it's early on when he's talking to the statue the first time and he's leaving talking to like the statue guy who's sitting on the bench like this frozen yeah and he's like leaving walking away and they do this shot where it's the camera's like low to the ground on a puddle but the camera's flipped upside down so the puddle, like the reflection in the puddle is the top of the screen. And then oh, what's okay. happening in reality is like the bottom. Yeah. So it kind of shows that, oh, Steven's in control. Like they're kind of hinting at the fact that, because you know, like how Mark shows up in the mirror yeah, whenever yeah. he talks to him, like by having the reflection be the right side up and then the reality being upside down, they're just kind of showing that like, okay, someone else is in control. Yeah. Because that's the thing is Steven isn't, isn't the main person. Okay. In 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 the in the comics, like oh, Mark Spector is is, oh, okay. is the guy. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah, and and there's actually another interesting line really early on, which has me has me wondering, um, like right at the beginning, when Stevens in the uh, he's in the museum that he works at, he he goes up to this little girl who's like shoving trash into the into the little pyramid there. And he's talking to her, and he, t- he starts talking about, like, the Egyptian, like, death rituals. And, like, yep. when they put them in the sarcophagus, he talks about how they put the hook down their nose, and they pull out their, their organs except for their heart because they need their heart in order to travel through, like, pieces like, the land of reeds. And the little girl fucking turns to him and goes, did it suck for you when they didn't let you pass through the lands of reeds? And he goes, what? he's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm not dead. <laughs> and then, like, fucking Donna comes in and starts yelling at him. But that's really interesting because the whole thing with Moon Knight is that he fucking died and then Khonshu came through and like was like, all right, here's the deal. You can fucking serve me. So he didn't yeah. get accepted to walk to the land of reeds, which makes me like curious. Like, to, is that little girl, was she, hmm. no way she, no way she worked for the villain dude yet because the villain dude had no idea. Yeah, that's you know. Weird. I don't know if that was just like a little line of dialogue Maybe or if just that a implies little... someone else is watching him too. So, I know, I is, know absolutely nothing about the Moon Knight comics, so like all this is all new. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- Moon Knight's fairly obscure. Um, yeah, but he's I, definitely like a fan. I favorite. was, uh, yeah, I was under impression Stephen was like, I mean, I guess not the main character, but like Stephen's the normal, and then Mark's like the one taking over like out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, but, but that would be like, insane. Yeah, right. Like oh, yeah. logic, like like logistically, that would be impossible. You yeah. know what I mean? Because then, like, because then that would mean that Stephen was just a regular British guy whose like personality split, and then his other personality is like a, a international secret agent. 
Yeah, I just don't understand that. that. Yeah, like lo- logistically, that wouldn't be possible. So, so Mark like has to be the main guy, yeah. you know. But but they definitely do kind of make it a little more like obtuse about which one could be could be the main one. Yeah, um, no, I, I like just that go- idea though. Yeah, yeah, the the whole the whole and the whole way it's handled too. One of the most interesting parts is you can like you can tell who's in control just from Oscar Isaac's acting, like mm-hmm. without him even talking at all. Like his facial expression changes, his whole body language changes. Yeah. And you can like really see the difference between the two people just from his acting. That's been the greatest part for me is Oscar see well, like having Oscar Isaac just main a TV show. He's such a good actor, and he just sells it so well, just in whatever. He really does. And, yeah. In both sides, just from episode one, like, pure action, and then literally just when it cuts out, when the other personality takes over, and then he just wakes up, and he's like, dude, where am I? So he just yeah. sells it really well. Yeah, and it's cool. It, it's, like, it's so focused on him. Like, it's it's so, like the perspective is purely like it's purely from his perspective. So the show is just like they just have these shots, just like sitting on Oscar Isaac's face as he just gets the fucking act. Yeah, and it's so good. Like the, there's this one scene that um, I'll, I'll just kind of jump to when he gets back from like the little excursion in like the village in the countryside, and he goes on the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay, that scene, the scene, like its premise is stupid, right? Because he doesn't know what day it is, but he has a cell phone, right? I he know. even takes out said cell yeah. phone and calls this date that he's supposed to be on. Like he could have seen that it was yeah. Sunday and not. That's what Friday, I was you know? like, kind of laughing about. Like okay, he, so he's like, also kind of dumb. Oh yeah, no, definitely. So uh, so you can kind of like excuse it that way. But then the thing that makes that scene work is his fucking performance because that part when he is like. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll have the steak. And then the waiter is like asking him questions and it's just sitting a close up on his face. And he's just like barely answering the reporter. He's like, yeah, yeah, the the, the best part of the steak. And he's just like fucking just like about to start breakdown just, crying. Yeah, oh, my God. Just like, down bad. Like, what is going on yeah. to me? <laughs> yeah, that, that performance sold what would otherwise be like a dumb scene that didn't, didn't yeah. make any sense, really. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. had impact. That's for sure. Because, like, you could just see he's starting to, like, he's starting fa- to fatigue from all this. And, like, mm-hmm. it's really getting to him. Which which makes some of the stuff that happens in episode two, like, it makes it make sense that he is, like, so apprehensive yeah. about interacting with Mark in any capacity. Yeah, so, <laughs> you I'm, know? so I'm trying to, I don't know if you know, but, like, or if it's from, like, the comics, but is, like, this Steven to Mark thing, like... What does that stem from? Like where he's like having these crazy visions or like in the middle of the night, he's like sleeping, but he like goes into Mark form, but then Mark can take control at him no more. It, well, it's, it's um dissociative identity disorder is what, is what like they're, they're, they're playing on. I'm pretty sure the whole thing is like he died, like Mark Spector died. Mm-hmm. And then in the process of getting like resurrected by Khonshu to be his like, to be his avatar his like his personality split hmm. okay interesting which like in the in the old moon knight comics basically like mark used to just like make up characters to help himself in situations where he would be uh-huh. like oh i have to infiltrate this place so i'll just play this character but then as the character kind of developed they kind of turned those characters into personalities in a way 
And so now we're at the point where they just kind of make it like split personalities. And there's more too. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's other personalities that come out and that I think they've actually, I think there was a hint at that in episode two um, towards the end. Interesting. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, another thing I want to mention is in, uh, is some of the CGI is a little rough in the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit like with the, with him like transforming to the suit. Kind of yeah, like that, not the best, but yeah, it, that part was. But specifically, what I'm thinking of is in the when he wakes up in like the countryside place, um, mm. and then they go on the car chase. Some of those cars look like cartoons. Yeah, they look, yeah, they can, look, they look like video tell, games. You know what's going on, but I mean, it still looks it's pretty whatever. good. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a TV show. It's gonna you're gonna get some scenes like that because it doesn't have the biggest budget. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the budget is for that show. Yeah, lot? usually with, with these shows, what they've been doing is basically the, the full season gets a movie budget. That makes sense. So, like, instead of a two-hour movie, you get, like, a, a movie budget spread across six six episodes. Oh, okay. It's kind of, it's a little cut short, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely have to. And, like, and you, you can see some of that, too, even with what they did in episode one, like, it's it's a cool aspect of the story, but it also is very convenient that they didn't have to film a bunch of action scenes mm-hmm. in the beginning because Steven, Steven fucking knocked out and they were showing as only Steven's perspective, right? Yeah. So they could have they could have an action scene where it's the oh shit, shit's about to happen, and then Steven knocks out and then wakes up after it happens. Yeah. You know? Like even the craziest shit in that car scene happens and Steven's unconscious and we mm-hmm. miss it. You know, like all the shit Mark does with the gun and everything. So it's a cool effect. But at the same time, it is also something done done to help them save save budget. But it it works. It works for the for the way the show is speed up Um, the uh, speed up the turnaround on episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke's really good. He plays the villain. Yeah. Uh, The first thing you see in the show is like one of the coolest things where he fucking shatters the glass and then puts it in his sandals and starts fucking walking on the glass. That shit was crazy. crazy. He definitely smokes mad weed. You can just tell by his whole persona. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny you say that because you haven't watched the episode too. And it seems like he burns. Does he burn? No, no, you don't see it, but he has like some more dialogue where it's like, oh yeah, you. He definitely seems like someone that is just getting smacked out there. But who knows? Because maybe getting smacked is con- considered fucking evil, yeah. according to the god he serves. Yeah, he's because Ethan the... Hawke is basically a fucking Minority Report precog. Have you guys seen Minority Report? Oh yeah. No, I've heard of or, it, but like, I yeah, Minority seen Report. It um, it's, there's a, a Tom Cruise movie, but it's based off a Philip K. Dick book called The Minority Report. Basically, the whole idea is there's like these precogs that hook up to a machine and they can see crime before it happens. Oh, okay. So they can literally arrest people with like pre crime. And then the whole <laughs> thing is that, like, in, in the movie, fucking Tom Cruise gets like the thing to, that, he, that he's about to commit a crime or something like that. He's about to commit a com- murder. So he has to arrest himself. And then it starts this whole <laughs> fucking. It's a great movie. You should, you should, you should definitely watch Minority Report. Sounds Report. ridiculous. Um, but you know it's it's incredible classic sci-fi philip k dick's amazing yeah. um add that on the um, list of like 500 movies that jimmy has to watch including jimmy has the to star watch. wars There's trilogy way too many watches <laughs> fucking star wars hey man all we had to do is just say we'll do an episode about minority report and then you can say it's it's for content and then you have to watch it yeah that's true 
set up. A yeah, time. Ethan Hawke basically has that power where with his cane he can like judge people and decide if they're good and if oh, they're yeah. going to commit evil and Is then that... they fucking die. He's got that <laughs> fucking um cl- or clock on his hand. Tattoo. tattoo? No, it's a scale. It's scale. Like a, oh, a yeah, scale, scale of justice. And the, the bunch of them have it tattooed on their wrist, but I, I think it's like a CGI. Like it's CGI. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Looks because it looks like looks so rough. Looks like shit a lot of the times. But uh, but Stephen or Mark was had like the chaos in him. So like that means it's a great line. Like, you got chaos in you. You got chaos in you. Does that mean he was oh, like? I must destroy like, chaos. Oh that basically God. means chaos. like yeah, you got chaos. you got that. I'm looking for chaos. <laughs> That'd be a good crossover. But yeah, I think you it's just the because scarab. there's multiple versions. I think it's because Mark is evil and maybe Steven was good and that's kind of what sent it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's the chaos. But um talk before that scene happens, before they have that encounter, there's this moment where um <laughs> where he like wakes up on the bus and then he's getting off the bus and he sees Ethan Hawke's character on the bus before he goes in the museum and then they edited in a line where he goes oh my god he's real and it's i don't know if you guys remember that and it sounds so out of place because it's very obviously edited in because they think the audience is fucking stupid where it's like no we get what's like no one's like wondering if this is not real or not like we know we're watching moon (laughs) Knight. it's obvious this is real you didn't need to edit in oh my god he's real yeah and it was like so quick. I was like, "Why? Why did they do that? Yeah, do they really think we're that fucking dumb?" Like, no, we get it. Like, we got we're get, we, and then they have a conversation like ten seconds later. It's like, no, we understand, guys. We're not that fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, and then and then um, other thing I wanted to say about episode one was Moon Knight has a fucking dumpy dude. Did you guys notice that? Oh yeah. He's the Wait, he's got a, the thickums. Moon Knight has a fucking cake, brother. Moon Knight has a dumpy. When they when he transforms and he's beating the shit <laughs> out of the dumpy. jackal. There's like a part where he's like bent over and he stands up and like the cape just like suctions to his ass and he literally <laughs> just has a fat ass for no reason. I don't Is know how you guys Oscar didn't Isaac? notice this. I mean it might be, but it was probably CG because it's like I don't even know if they made a practical suit for the for the show yeah i don't like it kind of there was i don't know it looks real but definitely the eyes aren't obvious oh yeah the eyes are definitely so maybe that's away. just no, what's throwing it off no the eyes are real yeah the- <laughs> they just yeah, put the led eye. lights in the eye sockets of the, the eye, <laughs> so the actor can't see <laughs> um the 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 suit in episode two is definitely real yeah yeah um but in episode one, I don't know if they did a practical suit. So maybe it was just like a CGI artist who was like, Oscar Isaac needs a dumpy. You know, he needs a <laughs> fat ass. They, okay, just... so it's never necessary, but it's always added in anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Never it just necessary. fills out the character, you know? Like, gotta get those right proportions. I mean, what sells? Ass. Exactly. <laughs> ass. Straight ass. I mean, uh, I know I'm watching Moon Knight just to um, see ass. What's the deal behind... Like, the scarab, like, when he's trying to give it to him, it's just, like, closing his hand. Like, the power is just, like, not letting him give it away. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I actually did want to bring that up, um, because it's something that hasn't happened since. 
where that scene was very Venom like. It reminded me a lot of Venom, mm-hmm. where he ha- he has like the asshole voice talking in his yeah, head, yeah. and then his body isn't like letting him do what yeah, he wants exactly. to. And that never really happens again, except for yeah, in that I one scene. That. But that was basically that was Mark not letting him let go of the scarab. So he didn't have like full control of his body. But then every other time he just like yeah, knocks out like, and ta- takes full control. So I, I wouldn't have minded more scenes like that where like they're fighting for control. Yeah. But I mean that was like the only time. Yeah. Only time I, I that wish happened. that happened more. Or maybe it was just like the first like it was like Mark like giving him like a sign like, hey, let me uh let me try to finesse here, you know. Yeah, but then like Ten seconds but, later, yeah. he just takes over and kills six yeah, guys. Kills like six guys. Oh death. yeah, that's where they like they skip her. It's just like a really fast cut of him just like. Yeah, no, he gets like grabbed 16, and then yeah. yeah, he gets grabbed and then you see his eyes roll back and yeah. then it cuts back and he has blood all over his hands and there's like five yeah. dead people on the ground. Yeah, that was weird. But nah, I like that. I like the first uh, episode and the second. They're both kind of more. Uh, more build-up, like, episodes. The second had, like, a yeah. little bit of action, but still not, like, a crazy amount. Yeah, oh, that, that ending action scene was, like, was, like, trailer shots. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it had, like, the whole thing, and then he's like, let me take over, and then he takes over, and then it's like, okay, let me just cut. <laughs> and then Moon Knight's like, wait, let me cut a promo real quick. <laughs> they, they need these <laughs> shots for the trailer. Because there's, like, five shots of him, like, running past with like the moon in the background and like reflection mm. like yeah it, it literally feels like a, a trailer montage scene that's just in there for that reason yeah um and he fucking jumps down and impales the thing and then you get the the low shot of the oh, like yeah. it literally he, is all it, trailer shots but it was cool up, though. he's flying and fucking impales drops down that was pretty sick yeah yeah no it was, it was, it was dope a... it, but it it felt like very fan servicey yeah in a way but it was it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of get confirmation that Khonshu is like a huge piece of shit, which mm. <laughs> was kind of <laughs> obvious because he was being an asshole. Yeah, the whole time. Um, but I'm excited to see how episode three goes. I mean, where the teaser for the end of episode two is incredibly interesting. Yeah. I didn't expect them to to go there that fast. Um, Dan, and that cool. last shot is a full-on Apocalypse Now reference as well. Oh, shit, I didn't even know. I don't know that. Yeah, so, so in Apocalypse Now, there's this famous scene where, like, before Martin Sheen goes off on, like, the mission, he's in his hotel room, and he gets... They actually got him fucking hammered, and he got super drunk, and he was just, like, going around in his room, slamming like liquor just like yelling like punching the air and just like having like a kind of like a meltdown and there's this one part this famous scene where he like punches the mirror and he legitimately like cut the fucking shit out of his hand so there was just like blood everywhere in the room and he has like blood all over himself and he sits down and he's like crying and then in that last shot of moon knight he's in a room he's drinking booze and you see like in the reflection like shirtless broken mirror um, and then you see him like sitting on the floor, and like it looks kind of similar to like the hmm. Apocalypse Now. So I don't know. That's, yeah. that's, that was just like a weird reference. I, I didn't expect that. That's interesting. At all. So yeah, so, yeah. They just like 
He just teleports to fucking. I don't want to say it, but because Dan. Yeah, has watched, no, let's not but... say it because Dan hasn't seen it. But I mean, we haven't really been going like through the plot of the of the two episodes. Really, we're just kind of talking about what we liked. Yeah. So we don't we don't have to get too too in depth on like the specific plot points. Um. But yeah, I, I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot more more action as the show is yeah. is going along. I think Steven's going to be put in situations where he has no choice but to either try to fight it himself or let Mark just take over, you know? Yeah, so what, what is Steven's god? Because he had something happen with the cane there. I don't know if that was like a one-and-done thing where he just did that. What do you mean? I think this was the second episode when, they were, when he brought uh, Steven and, or Mark to the kitchen, to his kitchen. And he slams the cane down. And he's like, oh, this is some power from this god. Like, Oh, no, it's the same god. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, the, who the, like the power the villain had? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that same, um, or not forget Stephen. her name. I was seeing Steven for some reason. Yeah, it's the fucking, yeah, it's the same, the same god who, the, remember he like points at her statue, like on like the wall, he points at like a picture of her. Mm-hmm. She has like the, she has like the dog head. Yeah, and all that shit, and he's like, "Oh, the the world's first boogeyman." Starts with an A. I forget her name, but yeah, he 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 serves um he serves that god. Okay. I, it's like Amit. Amit's two oh, is what yeah. they're looking for. Yeah, it's ba- like basically that. from what I can gather is like the Egyptian gods are real, and they have avatars that like serve them, and it seems like Amit is like dead or like slumbering or something, so her power can't fully manifest. Okay. And this guy has like some access to it with the cane. Mm-hmm. It has like a piece of her power. And then the scarab is like a, a like GPS that points to where her tomb is. And they uh, need to find okay. the tomb to awaken the god. Yeah. If they awaken the god, he'll pass judgment on humanity and kill all the evil people. Okay. I think <laughs> from, from what we know, kind of like <laughs> of, something like that. It yeah, could, I, I, th- could work. I think that's what's going on. No, it's definitely cool. Like, interesting idea how they how they built up the story because, you know, you're you're already kind of setting stuff up in your mind, but you really haven't seen much at all yet. It's yeah. been more just like a lot of information, but I dig that and a lot of like a lot of character work. Yeah. with this guy, or with one part of this guy. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because he has so many different different parts. Um. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where it goes. We'll definitely talk about episode three next week. Should be should be dope next Wednesday or this Wednesday. Yeah. The episode three comes out. Yeah, freaking hype for that. I'm trying to get into top thousand and Returnal on the Tower of Sisyphus. Oh hell yeah! Oh word! How 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 has that been going? I've been playing a little bit of Returnal myself. Uh, it can get kind of tilting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, I got basically 11.5 million score. It was like floor five round, or phase five, like floor nine. So I got halfway through, and then it's just at some point, they spawn these enemies that are like the specters or whatever. That, mm-hmm. um... They're like the the small guys that like teleport to you and will melee you with the sword. 
Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. So I got a room with three of those. <laughs> Holy shit. And by <laughs> and by phase five essentially enemies just will just do like half your health bar. So if you're you d- fucked with permanent malfunctions at that point too. Permanent malfunctions. I'm pretty sure I got Oof. enemies heal on attack. So every time they launch an attack at you, they heal HP. That's fucked up. Uh, and I've been it's getting e- extremely unlucky on a uh, carbine round. So essentially, in order to make it far, you either have to, from what I've seen, be nasty with like the explosive launcher because apparently that'll just like one shot everything. Yeah. That makes sense. The, yeah, the strat that, that the strat that I go for is leech rounds on the carbine, because like I can't use single fire weapons like that. Like I have to be full yeah. auto and eternal. Mm-hmm. So I use the leech rounds, and it pretty much makes you invincible. Yeah, honestly, I liked. Uh, I honestly liked those rocket launcher weapons. Like I was running train with that in the in the campaign or the story, but but yeah, the. I haven't even tried the tower yet. Sounds fucking yeah, and tilting. Yeah, in that clip you sent of you beating Hyperion, I was surprised you were using. I was like, oh shit, he's using one of the yeah, launchers yeah, that I, I never, like that. that I never use. I like that. Yeah, that was a that was a tough fight. I had the I had the Hyperion. double oh. double dash cooldown. That shit was next level hard. Like, yeah, that's brutal. If I didn't jump there, I would have died. That was crazy. Yeah, for for those who haven't played Returnal, if you want to see one of the coolest boss fights in a very long time, um, it is it is absolutely incredible from the design aspect, from from the gameplay, just just honestly from every single possible every single possible like way it could be awesome. This boss fight is incredible. Look up the Hyperion boss fight in Returnal, and it's 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 something else. It's it's true. It's a truly special moment in that game. Yeah, the sound, the music in that fight. So but uh, that's the only th- that's the only thing about the tower is that I wish they kind of. So you have basically the one main boss on every end of each phase, and like it'll, it'll like upgrade so it has different forms. But I kind of wish that they would just like they took some story bosses and just kind of throw them in there because I'd rather keep mm, fighting that would be cool. the story bosses because yeah, like. I don't want to play the story anymore. It's kind of way too easy. Like now that I've done the tower, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Just Absolute the story is just chat. not a di- like a challenge at all anymore. Can yeah, because uh, some of those tower late tower rooms get really really challenging. Can you, you have to uh, not get hit? Basically, yeah. just no hit everything. <laughs> no hit, or you just have like a bunch of stacks of shields. Can you? Yeah, or and, uh, or you even... just have leech rounds, like something like that. Because yeah. you legit. Can you um, can you pick your malfunctions in the tower? No, you have to. It's RNG, so you just have to get <laughs> good RNG basically to get. Yeah, that sucks. That would yeah, tilt basically. The fuck out of me. When you when you finish a phase, when you beat the boss, like a red wave like shoots out from the boss, mm-hmm. and it gives you a permanent malfunction oh that you can't God. get rid of. So every time you clear a phase, you get a permanent debuff that and it, they're always the worst they're always like the worst ones that sucks because so i remember you forces could, you to do i remember you you could at least choose the ones you got sometimes yeah. there, there are still the those story. moments where it's like you get into a room and it's like all right there's two parasites yeah pick one and so you you do get that thing but um yeah but those other ones you don't that sucks so i just realized too i've been playing this whole time and i just found this out yesterday 
you kill those like white basically in the tower it'll spawn like these white enemies yeah, with a bunch yeah, of tentacles you and you kill them and it it was like a portal I literally yes. thought they were just enemies so I never went into oh, the portal really? no, so oh really? no yeah, I yeah. went to the portal and then it would heal me and give me keys because I was wondering <laughs> why is there so many things available for keys when you literally don't get them and then I just yeah. figured out I just wasn't yeah. actually playing the game right <laughs> yeah the moment you find those the moment you see one you go kill it instantly because they're basically loot goblins they disappear after a certain amount of time. So like a bunch of enemies will spawn in and they're shooting at you and you just got to mainline right. into this thing. Get in there, jump in, and then like sometimes there will be like a random fabricator so you can just like get a bunch of items. There's sometimes like health in there. But you basically, every single time, you get a key pretty much. Okay. So, it, so it's super easy. So is there an end? Is there an end I was to actually, the I wanted to ask Dan that yes, as well. Yes, yes, no. So I actually, I rolled credits for the tower. Oh shit! So so I basically did all the story components, and th it actually explains like a good amount. There's some there's hmm. some decent lore drop. You want, if you want That's me to sick. drop it, I can. Unless you yeah, want me to, unless you it. guys want to actually like figure it out. Yeah, oh, I think I'm actually you. like right there. You, you can still spoil it anyways. But so so basically, there's is the tower endless, but you just need to do the things to get to the hospital room multiple times. Yeah, exactly. So tower is endless, and I I, th I think it's either I don't know if it's milestone or just total number of runs done, but it seems like when I would get pretty far, I would get white flowers, and essentially you have to collect like six white flowers, and she'll when you pick it up, she'll drop a line. She's like, I think this is enough flowers. I'm gonna go back to the hospital, and then yeah. it'll it'll like start a new hospital scene um yeah, well, yeah so I, I already i already did that i just haven't i just haven't you have wanted to get to start like the six hospital you have scene. to get like yeah, six of them yeah 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 no i already did that so oh, okay. I, I just haven't done the fucking i just haven't started the hospital scene yet because every time i just i've just booted it up and i'm like no i'm just gonna do a run i'll do the yeah. story content later. Yeah, man <laughs> I, I gotta try this because getting me excited i'm, I'm I, I don't i don't know why you would literally love it because you just yeah uh, you just hop on yeah. no but it's not that bad like you just gotta get good at the game yeah and just like hope that you don't now the only one that makes it unplayable is enemies counter on hit because i have to use full auto if you use launchers oh, yeah. it's it's probably one of the like, the easiest malfunctions you can get if you use launchers because it's only okay. one shot yeah that's so essentially good. every time you hit an enemy it launches an orb back at you to counter so if you're um, using like a hollow seeker okay. or a carbine you're literally just getting so a shot at at all times. So you'd have to you'd have to just constantly strafe. I mean, you already have to pretty much constantly strafe. But you you yeah. have to like strafe and dodge. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, especially if you get especially if you get the malfunction where you do seventy five percent less damage if you stand still. Then you <laughs> yeah. definitely have yeah. to strafe. Yeah. Yeah. But man, just the like the mechanics on that game are so fucking good for controller like. This is exactly one why I best. keep playing it. It's because it's probably the most fun combat I've played in like since probably like control. Like control was a lot of fun. Yeah, control control is really good on that too. Um and we should also mention since we're talking about Returnal, Returnal um won game of the year at the BAFTA Awards for oh, last year. Damn. Is that so, good? So yeah, that's very good. So like it's not like the game awards where the game awards are fan voted, so that that's basically like a popularity contest. The BAFTA, it's like the it's like some British, it's like a British industry award, pretty much. So it's it's voted on by like people in the video game industry and like people who actually know their shit. And Returnal like cleaned up. It's de one. definitely deserving. 
Yeah, it won like game game of the year. The the main actress won like best best lead actor or actress in in like a video game. They won like for audio design. They won like they won like eight awards or some crazy. It like swept up. Yeah, honestly, honestly, like the only other game that could have came close is probably Ratchet. But and like I love Ratchet yeah. and Clank, but I think Returnal easily beats it just with yeah. DualSense. Dude, honestly, I mean the combat like, graphics, like story, everything. Honestly, the sound design and dialogue alone, like, is game of the year. Really. Yep. Like that and shit it, was fucking awesome. And it's just again, can't can't overstate how like the controller comes alive in your hand. Like, it, it, honestly, it feels like the controller is like a shifting device yeah. in your hand. Like, it's crazy. It feels so. It feels so. It feels alien in a way, almost. You know, like it fits the style of the game. It's it's really awesome. I'm so happy with that game. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see what they do next. I wanted to touch on post Elden Ring depression. <laughs> <laughs> You're experiencing some? It's like, so, so here's the thing. You've been talking about how you've been playing Horizon a lot. And I've been seeing yep. you online playing Horizon. Every time yeah, I turn I on my PS5, I mean... I just I I can't play of like I don't know I nothing is even remotely close besides like Returnal that I can just hop on and play real quick yeah like, I just can't get into any other game right now because it's just not Elden Ring like I don't know you should just start a new character honestly I was thinking that but then I don't want to go through the whole game again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I feel you Dude, like, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> like I have, I have everything, and I kind of feel I should have spent all of my um before I beat the game. I should have went to like the dragon thing and like exchanged and got uh, all yeah. the spells and everything. Cause um, cause like I would respec and start a new character, but it's just like I don't know. I don't want to really play anything right now. I feel you. I feel. I don't know. Is there something coming out soon? I think. Nope. Literally no. Oh, you, you might, uh, no, you might like, uh, this game. It's like, it's a BR game. But, uh, I don't know if you're gonna be into, like, competitive shooters right now, but you're playing I'd Returnal, play so. It's, uh, that Blood Hunt, that vampire game. It's, like, crazy. crazy Was that mechanics. the PS Plus game? I don't know if it's PS Plus, but it's coming to PS5, like, in a month or something. Yeah. It's new. It's called Blood Hunt. I, I played it a few months ago. You see, Vampire the, the Masquerade, Blood Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, like, watch a trailer for that. I mean, I play anything right now, to be honest. I don't know, dude. I just like cannot play fucking anything. I've been playing. Uh, I've been just playing Tiny Tina's on the side a little bit. Like I've been, I like honestly, I barely even, I barely even been putting in much Elden Ring hours like in this past few weeks. Just been just kind of, I've been slow on the games. Like I had a real big spike in March and like February, but. Now I've slowed down. Yeah, yeah I no, I, I actually that. understand that. And that was something I was going to talk about when I talked about uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and it's like, 
it is interesting going back into Horizon because you know open world action RPG. And you look at it like that on paper, Elden Ring and Horizon aren't too far apart. But when like you get into it, it's like you can jump into Elden Ring and you can just engage with the gameplay and kind of dive in. But it, it was very interesting getting back into Horizon, and it's like because of the way that game is produced. You have, you're like constantly engaging with the story in a different way than you are in Elden Ring. So it's like, oh, I'm, in, I'm doing a side quest. Let me watch this immaculately produced like dialogue yeah. scene. When it's like Elden Ring doesn't have that where all of its side content is just like a different form of the gameplay. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like you're, you're, you're more in control on Elden where you're just like, you're kind of just doing your own thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost arcade-like, where you never yeah. really, like, besides, besides, like, the cutscenes before the bosses, you never have that moment where it pulls you out of, yeah, the, exactly. of the actual, like, action gameplay. Because the action gameplay is kind of, like, the yeah. point and the exploration. Other than, but like, Hori- other than, like, a fog wall. But yeah, like- yeah, so, so Elden Ring, it's almost, like, arcade-like in that, which is very similar to Returnal, where you're just constantly engaging with the gameplay. But then Horizon, and that's not to say this is a bad thing, but Horizon has you constantly going into like these dynamic dialogue sequences, the, all these interactions, and like you have to engage your brain in a different way. And especially yeah. after putting in like a hundred hours in Elden Ring and just playing that game, kind of like reformatting yourself to get back into the mindset of like, oh yeah, I'm about to interact with something. I'm gonna have a, a little dialogue scene for like two minutes, and all right, oh shit, I can just sit and talk to this character and find out lore about yeah. the world and about like it it's just like a completely different mindset you have to get yourself back into and i've been finding myself um i've actually been enjoying kind of getting back into that with horizon cuz it's like oh yeah this is what normal video games yeah, are like it, in a way you know it, it's, <laughs> it's also it's also a really nice break though to stop from like just having the cutscenes like like at at some points like maybe just for me when i'm playing games i'll just like I mean, first of all, the number of side quests can kind of add up. Like, I, I went on Horizon the other day, and I just have, like, there's just my quest log is filled, and I was just like, I don't know where to start. So I just yep. got off. But it, it was nice, though, because I feel that, like, a lot of the, um, like, cutscenes and, and dialogues can sometimes just be, like, a little bit, like, break the immersion a little bit sometimes for me. Like, in, um compared to how Elden Ring just played out for like 100 hours. Yeah. So that's the thing that I think Horizon does so well though because it's not like especially compared to other games like Horizon, which is like your kind of standard modern AAA RPG like fair, like even Horizon Zero Dawn, where because they put so much effort into making the side quests, like dialogue scenes have as much production value as the main quests. Like if I'm like, I was just talking to a guy and he wanted to like make a fucking blimp and just like a- he was like working on something and him and Aloy were just having this dynamic conversation and she was moving around and I was paying attention to like what in another game would just be two characters who would just be standing there with flat expressions, like moving their arms, yeah. talking to each other. And like another game, I was actually like engaged in what they were talking about because it at least had a higher production think, uh, value so that, that, that's what i think horizon yeah. at least does better and it makes it a little easier getting back into it 
versus like i also played a little bit of dying light and dying light has some of that where it's just like oh this side quest is just another boring side quest. i forgot that game came out i think maybe uh i think maybe what dan was saying like how it's like taking it's taking him out of the game maybe like how they set up like the cutscenes, how it kind of like cuts and like it's obviously a different like you're in the same area but it's shot so kind of differently and the resolution is way crazy better it's like definitely like a different like perspective when you're in the game i feel like i don't know yeah i i could see that i don't know for for me i don't mind that that is i don't yeah for me that has just been making it easier to get back into horizon after something something like Elden Ring because it it it's so different and just having yeah, the production value it's, it's refreshing so it's refreshing yeah. not having to try and figure out absolutely everything about yeah, the game yeah like, it, it, it's it's fun um i'm having a lot of fun yeah back, cool. back in horizon i did um i have been playing so i reverted whenever i get into this gaming lull i literally move to like the the staples in my gaming right so i went and i downloaded a new pokemon uh hack rom Oh, nice. <laughs> so, no, no, no. So this one's sick. It's, uh, you play as a Team Rocket member. and oh, cool. And you literally go through uh, Fire Red, so, like, Gen 1 as, like, a Team Rocket member. And it's, like, a, pretty sweet. What's it called? Uh, Pokemon Red Pocket Edition. Or, no, uh, Rocket Edition, I think. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense, because you're playing as Team Rocket. Um, it's really cool, yeah, so, like, you can... Basically, whenever you kill someone, um, you can steal their Pokemon. Or, like, whenever, like, you beat a trainer, you can steal Pokemon, and there's actually a built-in, like, whole new story. Uh, there's a morality system, so you play as a, a Team Rocket member, and you can make decisions. So, like, if you steal Pokemon from everyone that you beat, mm-hmm. you'll be seen as, like, a bad guy, and it affects different dialogue. It's one of, like, the best-made mm-hmm rom hacks oh that's that's cool cool. it sounds like an actual rpg it's yeah it's one of like the best made rom hacks like the game (laughs) the game starts off where you're in the team rocket uh like 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 hideout in gen one and uh and it's it's like a military setting and they literally give you their rattata and they're like all right fuck off after they (laughs) give you the rattata (laughs) and then you go with one of like the dudes and he's like all right, we got to go steal a Pokemon that can fly. Oh, and as you progress in the game, you can uh, basically advance your rank in Team Rocket, so you can start to steal Pokemon from, like, other people. So first you start off with only being able to steal Pokemon from children and older adults <laughs> and, like, elderly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So Hell literally yeah, the, game, the, ga- kids. the game starts with you just going up to some random kid and challenging this little girl to a battle and she's like i just got two pokemon for my birthday but okay and and then you <laughs> just completely wreck her and you steal both of her pokemon it's hilarious oh that's Damn. so awesome I, you know i want like i want a game like red dead to have that type of mechanic like imagine you're playing red dead 2 and arthur morgan at the start can only rob children and elderly people <laughs> You just get to run up and be like, fuck them kids and just fucking kick a kid in the head and oh steal their money. God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that That's really cool. That It's so funny because that's something that like um, Game Freak would never do no, that the, much. The, the ROM hacks are infinitely better than the actual main games. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's like way more interesting than 
anything I've seen from mainline Pokemon games in yeah. a long time. Yeah, no, there's actually there's actually also completely brand new, like made from scratch Pokemon games, but the it's not like the same. You don't play it in like a Game Boy emulator. It, there's a like a 2D RPG game building type like app basically, so it, like simulates a Game Boy or whatever. That's but cool. you can you can make completely new levels and like it's like like RPG Maker type yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's an RPG Maker. So there's one called like Insurgents, which is a completely new Pokemon game. It's like it's its own complete new story, new areas, new region, new everything. And there's like multiple of those. It's really awesome. Yeah. Nintendo fans, man. Every time Nintendo just doesn't give them what they want, they just say fine, <laughs> fine. I'll do it. My do some Thanos shit. Fine, I'll do it myself. They're all free too. All free. It's fucking awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, you've been playing some more fucking Tiny Tina. Oh yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Borderlands game, if you don't know, pretty much. But uh, yeah, it's How's it fun, going, man. It's fun. I'm like, le- I'm almost level cap. I'm level thirty-seven out of forty. And I've, okay. been, I've been just like, I've been just grinding like early areas, just farming and shit. I haven't even done much story. I'm just kind of like shooting shit, farming shit. Because you could just literally save and quit out of any boss fight and just immediately reload it and fight and fight oh, it again. Okay. So you just constantly be farming anything. It's awesome. Are you, um, are you going through like the story a little? Yeah, so I did a little bit, but that's the thing. Like, I I barely even touched like hardcore story yet. So wow, and you're almost at level cap. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Everything scales though, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it's cool. So you could do that. You could technically farm like a f- couple early areas, like side areas too. Like, there's some really quality side areas with quests, and uh, you could get to like level cap and then do all those side quests that give you guns and like loot at that level mm. cap so you could actually gotcha, okay. just use those weapons for a while like but okay. but i i also want to say like weapons and spells and like anything pretty much like if it's pertained to your class like it could carry you for like multiple levels i used like a level 8 spell to like level 27 or something it was Holy awesome shit. okay that's interesting so, like, yeah i'm on record as not i'm not a big fan of enemy scaling Mm-hmm. In in stuff because I I really like the the I like in games when you get powerful like you start in an area you get powerful you yeah. come back and then the area is just fucking easier enemies that used to you struggle on you can just fucking two yeah. shot them I do like that but I do understand the gameplay no, reasons but, um, behind I the feel level like scaling I feel like, like you that. can still you can do that still because once you're at that you get level so many you get so much that you're just yeah. you're pretty much just fucking blasting shit anyways you have all these different like combos yeah. and shit you can set up now yeah. and everything okay that's cool um so do you think you're going to basically hit level cap and try to blast through the story and do that yeah. end game stuff yeah i'm going to try to get to get to end game and just try that because there's a lot apparently like and they're yeah, trying the end, to push the end game it, stuff like, sounded really interesting and they're trying to be on like on it day one and can consistently put out content for it. Like I think there's already a DLC coming out in like a month or something. Wow. So, yeah. It's impressive. I mean, yeah, everyone's trying to figure out how to do a live service game, you know? Yeah. 
Every, everyone. I mean, Halo's been Genshin struggling Impact. with it. Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact, yep. GTA. Fortnite's Game still trucking. GT7. Everything's trying GTA. to you know, do their live service stuff. Can we talk Genshin um, Impact real quick? Absolutely not. This is a <laughs> Genshin Impact banned <laughs> from this podcast. We'll talk, we'll talk weeaboo shit, but Genshin Impact is fucking banned from yeah, this podcast. <laughs> I mean, oh, you're man. just salty that Genshin Impact did Breath of the Wild better than Breath of the Wild. Hey, man, I'm not salty about that. I'm salty that Genshin Impact's better than Elden Ring. It's basically True. Elden Ring, and it's funny yeah. because it's way better. Yep. <laughs> everything, everything in Elden Ring Bro, Miyazaki like, honestly... stole from Genshin Impact. Honestly, he was just too much of a fucking coward to add thirteen-year-old anime girls. <laughs> it's literally better because one, it has titty physics. That's yep. the list. Oh, That's it. Right there. I know you guys are memeing to a degree. What'd you say? I know you guys are memeing to a degree. I don't know what you're talking. I'm about. I'm not memeing. No, like I'm, I, I have hundred and twenty no, hours. I would. I I do want to say. <laughs> I, have zero. I think what is missing in Elden Ring is like some type of farm for something like like there's nothing really to farm other than like a weapon to upgrade if you wanted it or like an armor set there isn't like, like who likes farming i don't know I yeah mean, i don't want to farm like besides, not, there's, like, there's not a... like boring farming i mean like farm for like like i don't know like have you, you some, like, have you some like type chal- of end you like game. chalice dungeons have yeah even like that but like have some type of end game like reward like some type of like I don't enchanted something like I don't know. For me, what man, Elden Ring about? was just pure pure content. Yeah, and I, I was I was happy to start and complete it. I mean, you it's know? so but, long that you could pretty much just play the whole game. Yeah, be satisfied. Yeah, not with not that. everything has to be a forever game. Yeah. you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly like in that boat right now where like I did my one playthrough, or I'm not even done with it yet, but I'm not even like like that ready to start a new character i'm like kind of happy with where i'm at right now don't don't fucking torture yourself don't make yourself hate this game yeah i'm just gonna go slow with it james you've also been on a magical adventure a, a, a wondrous adventure through the lands of oh my god the star trek the next generation movies oh yeah awesome stuff right it's so funny to me bro I, I when you said that i was like no way no way he's gonna watch all of them and then it's just been like basically every night i just get a message it's like watching generations yeah watching insurrection fucking watching first contact yep yep and it's just we don't have to go too in depth because you still haven't watched nemesis yet yeah i haven't watched the um, last one but no I'll, I'll just give my brief little like run not rundown, but impressions of it. Like, cause yeah, we I should mention finished. we're both massive fans of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Trying to, trying recently. to, trying to get our boy Dan on it too, but yeah, he, he hasn't hit it yet. Nah, he hasn't hit we'll it. see. Eventually, yeah. maybe Strange New Worlds. Yeah, might get you. Could get you. Um, but yeah, Jimmy recently finished TNG recently. Um, and so he wanted to dive right into the movies. Yeah, oh, so I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what you think. So basically, well, I was forced to finish TNG because it was yes. getting off Netflix, uh, but now I got Paramount out. Plus. Fucking pour one out yeah. for TNG yeah. on Netflix. Cheers. Dude. But fuck, 
fucking uh yeah so goes off netflix i buy paramount plus finish tng seven seasons so i go into generations already with like on with the understanding that that uh, that like it's not like what tng really lives up to like in the episodes yeah. and in the series so i was kind of hesitant already but yeah, so how Generations was it was shot a lot differently, obviously in movie format, and it was just it was definitely a a switch up. It's kind of strange, but uh, but yeah, I mean, not obviously wasn't terrible, but like because I still like all the characters, I enjoyed yeah. it for that, but like yeah, it obviously was not like what you would want or to expect. What you would want yeah. from that for them to do for a fucking Star Trek the Next Generation movie, you know? Yeah. Like especially it, like the first one. It was kind of just like eh, like it was just like boring. It was Picard fighting another old man like shooting then, lasers yeah. into the sun like <laughs> and then he needed to go get another old man from the past <laughs> so that that he could fall off a bridge and die yeah. and then bury him under rocks. Like, oh, and then let's not forget the fucking villain does some Looney Tune shit and he is shooting a rocket at the sun and the rocket goes up into space. You see it leave the atmosphere and then it instantly hits the sun <laughs> as if the sun is like in the atmosphere yeah. of the planet. It's supposedly it was supposed to take 14 seconds to interrupt, but it wasn't even 14 seconds. It was like two seconds. It sounds yeah. like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's it's so stupid. Oh, yeah. But it's it's hilarious. incredible. It's hilarious. Yeah, the Star Trek movies just um, a lot of the Star Trek movies they just throw science out the window, which is yeah. which happens in Star Trek. You know, like they try to like be scientifically quote-unquote accurate in some things and like deal with like yeah. real scientific theories but you know there's been times where it's just like hey we we went warp around the sun and the sun's gravity sent us back in time like that yeah. literally happens in one of the best star trek movies but the movie is fun so you just kind of mm -hmm. deal with it then the problem is when the movie's not fun and you have all that stupid shit happen you pay attention to it more because yeah. you're bored you know, yeah, like exactly. you're bored by the other shit happening. You see fucking but, data saying yes when he oh, like yeah. does something proud. Like that does that doesn't work. Like data doesn't do yeah. that. Like I know he's got yeah. the emotion chip, but it just does not make sense still. Or when the the window shatter on the Enterprise. Mm. Yeah, because they're glass for some reason. <laughs> But they fucking didn't they shatter in fucking space. They let space. Troy pilot the Enterprise once, and she crashes into a fucking planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, and then Insurrection's just boring. Yeah, and well, like, that was with the Borg. No, yeah. that was for first contact. Was first contact was like the action movie. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Insurrection, yeah. Sorry, I was Insurrection up. was the well, one on the yeah, planet where, again, yeah. why do they send data yeah. on missions to observe? Every time they send data on a mission to observe an alien planet, it always goes wrong because he's a fucking android. Like, his whole thing is yeah. that he's, in, he's bad at, like, he's trying to learn social interaction. Yeah. But if you're trying to be secretive, why would you send that fucking guy to do and it just when like, it goes wrong every single time? Yeah. And alone, no, no other person there, like on his side, like and like also, like I'm so over 
like data malfunctions. Like yes, he, yes. he's got Every his shit movie. together by now. Like come yeah. on. Yeah, and it then you have shit. I've also movie. been watching Star Trek Picard, and there's this scene in Star Trek Picard season one where um, the Fox News lady, she asked Picard, like, did you ever lose faith in Commander Data? Commander Data? Jesus Christ, Commander <laughs> Data? And he goes, never. It's like, brother, he, yeah. he, he, he malfunctioned. He fucking took over the Enterprise Tried multiple times. He got many conver- times. converted to a villain multiple times. Yeah. Like, that's some bullshit. Yeah, um, but Insurrection. That was like, that was, yeah, like you were saying, the closest one to like a TNG episode, but it was like probably like a low tier TNG episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like a mid mid yeah. TNG episode. But I liked, uh, I didn't mind First Contact. First Contact was pretty good. It yeah, was definitely Contact, weird, but it was probably yeah, the First best Contact one is so like far. just straight action movie yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it with the Borg Queen. It wasn't too bad. There was yeah, a... the concept of a Borg Queen is dumb. Yeah, it, it was kind of stupid, but... Because what makes the Borg interesting is that they're a collective, you know, like they're all a hive mind connected, mm-hmm. and then the idea of having a queen kind of, like, ruins that, you know? Yeah. Because it, was... it means there there is a boss, but, like, and it was cool because they didn't have a boss, and they were just, yeah. like, fucking a hive. And now but I just get kinda... why they did it, because they wanted a villain. You yeah, know? but now it it kind of, like made them like less value when it was just like oh it's just one queen stupid bitch like yeah 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 it's annoying Whoa. And um data finances her <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm sure we I'll, have I'll plenty be... of women that wouldn't be excited to hear that from coming out of your mouth jimmy <laughs> excuse me yeah. but i'm talking yeah, about a literal fucking like Robot queen half neck like zombie (laughs) woman like who's like wiped out many races, but you called her a bitch, Jimmy, so you're canceled. Yeah. It's not okay. Um I'll piggyback off this to mention I've been watching Star Trek Picard and it's terrible. Really bad. Um season one's a nightmare, and season two is just, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot more than the fact that they time traveled back to 2024 and one of their characters got deported by ice <laughs> and then they were like talking about climate change is this and the, it had nothing to do with is, the plot. Does this one have Q in it? Season 2 have Q? Yes, season 2 has Q in it, yeah. Okay. What? And it's like, I'm, 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 oh, not, not QAnon. There's no, a character no. <laughs> in Star Trek. Yeah, it, which is funny Sorry. because like Q is doing like secret shit and like one guy was like, we have a mutual friend, Q, and I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be some motherfucking crazy oh. people on Facebook thinking that Star oh, Trek is damn. signaling to them now. Um, but I should mention, I'm fine with the with the Star Trek dealing with like immigration and like climate change stuff. I mean, that's classic Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm perfectly fine. I'm even fine with them time traveling back to 2024 and dealing with that stuff. It could be done well. I mean, they did it in Star Trek for the Voyage Home, which is my favorite Star Trek movie. I'm fine with that. It's just they did it and then it had almost no tie into the plot and now they're trying to like fucking help Picard's ancestor deal with her depression and anxiety so that she can <laughs> go to Europa because she was also an astronaut that we've never heard of and like everything else is thrown out and then in the last episode Picard got uh, hit by a car 
and I was dying laughing because this old oh, yeah, man got run over by a Tesla by a, a guy who looks like Data. push her like to the other side of the street? Like what? That made no sense. Oh man, that is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. So the show, maybe the show is worth it for that. Seeing fucking Patrick Stewart get run over, being Captain Picard, this character who has been the captain of an Enter- of the USS Enterprise and has dealt with all these aliens and all these crazy situations, seeing him get put into a coma by a Tesla in the year 2024. Star Trek devolves to Captain Picard getting (laughs) ran over by a car in 2024. Oh, my God. It's incredible, man. And it's just like... I I am I don't like what else do I even say? There's nothing more to say. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) There's nothing more to say. Um, other than I I have faith in Strange New Worlds. It's the only thing that can save us. Dan, I think you should definitely check out Strange New Worlds when it comes out. Um, it looks really good. It's it's a Star Trek show that takes place before most of the other ones, so there's not a lot of lore to get into it. It's got modern visual effects, and it's gonna be a classic. Star Wars, I mean Star Trek show, so it's just going to be a good ass sci-fi TV show. Allegedly, that's what they're claiming. What's yeah. it on? So, it's going to be on Paramount Plus. But maybe you could borrow Jimmy's login. Yeah. And I, gotcha. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't have, I don't have Paramount. Does that have ads? No. Uh, there isn't. There's an ad. There's an ad version. And there's an ad free version. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I got the ad free. Well, I, um, I got the free trial for now, but I'll, I'll be. And it premieres it. May fifth, so it's soon. Yeah. So I'm Sweet. very excited for that. It's the only thing that can save us. Yeah, I know. It it looks pretty good. The vibe looks uh it looks pretty much there. Like it almost looks more like it looks like a like a like a Starship Trooper vibe almost. Like like a modern Starship oh, Trooper. Yeah, kinda. because they have like the they have like the away like the armor on yeah. and like when they're going like away missions. It's just kinda like it's got that old modern style. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, no, it looks at that that trailer, like as much as I'm cautiously optimistic, like much as that caution is there because of the quality of Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Discovery, I can't lie that that trailer wasn't fucking yeah, incredible. That was got, got me really hyped. So. May 5th, and there's a lot of shit dropping on May 5th, because that weekend we're also gonna be seeing um Doctor Strange. Well, oh shit! Nice. Comes out that week, and then the Northman is like a week before that. So is the, is one of the Cage movies? Oh, oh shit! I think um, probably the Ember- I think that movie is actually maybe that same day as uh, the Northman. <laughs> back to back. Yeah, April twenty second. So the same oh, weekend that the Northman comes out. So does the unbearable weight of massive okay. talent. Wait. How long are those movies? Uh, massive Talent is... Hold on. There's a weak buffer between those and Strange, so you could just go see one, see the other the next weekend, and then Strange do like three straight weeks. Yeah, that movies. is true. That's true. We're seeing the Northmen first. I'm down. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So unbearable weight is an hour forty-five, and I think the Northman's about the same. Oh, not bad like, at all. Maybe maybe two hours. Bad at all. And the Northman's two sixteen. Babe, at two sixteen. Oh, that's so that's good. Perfect. 
oh man it looks right. just like so raw like it's gonna be nasty like i'm gonna be yeah. i'm gonna be like looking away maybe at times if it gets yeah, so let's, like, um, real raw let's, <laughs> let's dive into some 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 news stories things i don't think we have much yeah. to talk about for what we've been doing this this week um let's talk about the fucking north man because the press got to see the north man and mm. um i saw one tweet that's basically like the best praise i could see where it was like um the north man is the 90 million dollar budget viking revenge movie directed by robert yeah. eggers and it feels like a 90 million dollar yeah. viking revenge movie directed by robert eggers which that that's like enough said right there you know That'll be sick. That's why I'm saying so, like it might fucking be real brutal. Like, well, that's exactly what it should be. Vikings exactly. were actually yeah. that brutal. And yeah, like, no, there's no way that you're gonna be looking away from the no, screen. No, no, no. Get out of no. here at that, bro. Just yeah. watch, watch the. I'm movie, just talking. Jim. I'm just talking shit. I'm just yeah, talking Ro- shit. Robert Eggers is his movies are so engaging. So I think even if it is something vile and disgusting. You wouldn't Only be able if, to look like, away. Just I, like, I just don't want to see so someone's good. like kneecap getting fucking blasted oh, off. Like you're definitely gonna see that. And oh. I think we're also gonna see some like old like pagan rituals. Because oh, okay. there was talk of like nudity and like gore and stuff. So hey mate. Wait, is Willem Dafoe in this? Maybe we'll see yes, his cock. dude. He does he like he like narrates portions of it? Like that's how yes, it sounded I think, in the I think trailer. he's like a storyteller. Okay. Or something. I like hope that. there's cool. bats in this movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen enough bats recently. We're canceling this right now. Okay, so maybe. Okay, so here's the plot. So, so the main character, his name is Michael Morbius, right? Oh my god! Stop. He's a Viking. My name is Michael Morbius, and I'm the fastest man alive. (laughs) Oh, did you see that the Flash? The Force, Morbius. Did you see that the Flash fly faster than the Flash can run? Yes. Did you see the what you say, Jim? Did you see the Flash actor got arrested and they're like suspending all Flash movies and shows? Going too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they got a bunch of shit going on. Um but let's just keep let's just keep fucking talking about yeah. the Northman because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so maybe we'll see Willem Dafoe's cock. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> just an um, amazing segue back to yeah, the Northman. I mean, that, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll see his cock. Yeah, because apparently, think, apparently I, he has the biggest cock in Hollywood. Yeah, apparently, allegedly, until until we get to Hollywood, then oh yeah, of course, combi- then combined we'll have the biggest cock in Hollywood. Absolutely, eh, maybe. <laughs> Jimmy's <laughs> the real inches. outlier here. <laughs> um, but this this movie is I don't know if you guys know this, but the this is based on an old Norse tale. I think oh, it's okay. a, it might might be actually might be French now that I think about it. But the story shit. that this is based off of is the story that inspired Hamlet. Hmm. So the uh the, the the Shakespeare play Hamlet was written based off of the the story like this old viking tale. And so it's going to be very very similar to the plot of of Hamlet. Okay. Oh, Interesting. Hamlet's Hamlet's probably my favorite fucking Shakespeare play. Hamlet's fucking yeah. Hamlet fucking slaps, dude. Hamlet's so good. Um, yeah, that's interesting. See how they fucking play that out. The Viking Viking movie. 
yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting it to be fucking brutal, and I, I hope it yeah. is. There, there was a, there was a clip released where they showed, um, you know that that shot where he grabs the spear out the air and then throws it back. Yeah, and then, then he, the, the clip continues from there, and like they run up to the, to the walls and start climbing the walls and shit, and it's all done in one continuous shot. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to just see a lot of that oh. where it's just. So fucking cool. Clean cut. It's not just like action movie shots, you know? Yeah, not like sh- not shaky cam exactly. close up, cutting between different things, cutting between different takes. Like you, you're not like they're not hiding the fact that they're, they're stunt actors. Like it looks like like you see mm-hmm. the guy fucking run up to the wall yeah. and climb up it and shit. It's very cool. Um, That's and like it looks like a little awkward. Like he's not like running perfectly. Like the dude's obviously running through like grassy like marshland. So like he's yeah. kind of like running a little awkwardly. Probably like, it, it fatigues. Looks, probably looks, got fucking trench foot all his yeah, life. Yeah, like, like it looks. It looks like actually realistic, which yeah. is really interesting. All right, let's. Uh, that's the Northman. Uh, another thing I want to talk about. Um, we'll stay in the realm of like movies and TV. The HBO Max show. We're going to be talking about some news stories that also didn't happen this past week. That happened before. We didn't really get to cover some stuff because of we talked about Morbius and Elden Ring for so long last week. So some of this stuff is a little older. Um, but they gave us a date for when House of Dragons is premiering. Hmm. August 21st, Dan. Oh, that's not bad. Um, Jim, I don't know if you know, but House of Dragons is the uh, Game of Thrones spinoff show that's coming. Oh. Okay. Takes place well before um, Game of Thrones actually happens. I'm pretty excited and for that. Is it yeah, like me, new cast, new characters? New cast, new characters, yep. Um, it's a lot of people like you've heard referenced before, but you actually get to see them. And our boy, our fucking boy Milo is the main character. Matt Smith plays one of the oh, Targaryens shit. in the show. Yeah, oh, he yeah. definitely looks like a Targaryen. He does. <laughs> Um, villain ass character. So, yeah, so so he's gonna so maybe he's finally maybe his agent finally got him a good gig for once. <laughs> you know, being the main character of a Game of Thrones spinoff. Maybe he'll I feel like anything Game of Thrones that <laughs> D and D brothers like did not write is gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean those those early seasons of Game of Thrones are still bangers. You know, no, so as like, long as seasons one through six is the best T V show of all time in my opinion. Yeah, but then, but then definitely you hit, up there. But then you hit seven and eight, and then it brings it way, 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 way. Oh down. yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't even need to. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> that final season of Game of Thrones is uh, the best hot dog one. shit. But yeah, no, definitely early Game of Thrones is good, as long as they got source material, as long as George R. R. Martin is doing something. I guess <laughs> that man's never gonna finish the books. But they're making more spinoff shows. What's his oh, team? No. Doesn't he like the Giants? George the, R. Yeah, his football team. He's like obsessed with football, right? Really? Yeah. I had no I idea. Thought, I thought he has like a blog mm. where he just writes about a football team all the time. Let me look it up. Oh, yeah. I know he has a blog, but I could see him being a Jets fan. Hold on. Where is he from? GeorgeRMartin.com. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Giants fan. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah, because they're doing shit recently, right? Oh well, they're, they're just a completely horrible franchise. Yeah, incompetent. I mean, horrible. Like, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I'll get into it. Oh yeah, so I'm reading his like uh yeah, I'm reading his blog right now. He posts like every Sunday during the football season. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ, buddy. write a fucking book. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson's writing like twenty books a year and you're just writing your fucking blog. Jesus Christ. I think he's a fan of Jets and Giants from what I've seen. Yeah, he's a fucking L nerd. Of course he is. All right, let's let's keep it rolling. I got some This this is a fun This is a fun one. This one's for you, Jimmy. Oh. Um So, Chris Pine, who played Captain Kirk in the JJ uh, Abrams directed Star Trek movies, he was he was doing a Q&A with Deadline and he talked about Star Trek a bit and he mentioned how um basically they were trying to make with those movies like movies that would make a billion dollars like they were basically trying to make star trek into marvel yeah and they were trying to pull in new fans and make them like action movies and chris pine's talking about how he always thought that star trek should operate in a zone that's smaller mm-hmm. and should make something that appeals more to the fans something that's not as like crazy action um and like make it for people who you know love star trek and would want to watch star trek yeah. and then if new people get into it then there you go then you have your audience right there yeah right um but he, he's talking about how like they operate in a system where the whole point is you're trying to make those fucking billion dollar movies that's all the studios really care about yeah and so it was actually really interesting to see him say that because his fucking acting fee alone for like the third Star Trek movie was $10 million. <laughs> so it's like, buddy, you're not exactly helping them operate in a yeah. smaller space when you're like the main actor in a cast of like 10 and like they want them all to be big actors and they all are. And like your acting fee alone is fucking $10 million. Yeah, that's crazy. So who is, and, do I know this guy? Have I seen him in the Chris show? Pine? Yeah, he was, Um, you've seen Wonder Woman, right? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, shit. He's the blonde dude, blonde actor man. You don't know who Chris Pine is? Look, look Google search Chris Pine right now. Did he, did he play someone in Star Trek before, though? No, no, he was in the new Star Trek movies, Captain Kirk. Like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies? Like the reboot? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's very funny just because he's right. His his quote and what he's talking about is very much correct, but it's like again, yeah, yeah. buddy, your acting fee is ten million dollars. Yeah, no, that does make sense <laughs> though, because like at this point, like Star Trek fans are hashed out. Like if you like TNG or you like DS Nine, like you know what you like. Like so, if yeah. they just made so something like that, like, it'd be so easy to pull in those. Yeah, and especially when. Especially when it's like you don't need a movie to do all the big budget shit when with the way stuff's made now, they can do anything they could do in a movie on a TV show. Yeah, Like literally they can. There's nothing holding them back. They have the budget for it or they have the technology to do it. So why try to chase that in a movie? Why not just do something smaller scale for your fan base who wants to watch it? You know, don't chase the fucking Star Wars. Don't chase the Marvel like make something like fucking play for the audience that shows pa- up, motherfucker. Because Patrick Stewart wants to be fucking yeah, Space Patrick's, James Bond. So Yeah, and wants to 
fuck every woman who walks. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, yeah, dude, we could talk for fucking fucking days, days and days and days about everything wrong with Star Trek, but we would we would kill ourselves. So oh yeah, it's... oh let's just keep it rolling. This story, this next story is hilarious. Um, <laughs> this next story is really fucking funny. So Colin Trevorrow, um, Colin Trevorrow, who directed the Jurassic World movies. Oh I think god! He, I think he directed the first one. Um, and then he was going to direct Rise of Skywalker, and then he backed out because, um, yeah. And then J.J. Abrams came in and finished Rise of Skywalker, and then Colin Trevorrow went to direct the third Jurassic World movie, which is coming out soon. Um, I don't think, have you guys even seen any of them? I think so. Are they more recent, or like, are they like I've the seen the first Jurassic? You talking, I've seen all the original Jurassic Parks, but not the yeah. Movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, these are the new ones. So, like, the ones with Chris then. Pratt. Uh, I've seen the first, the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think Cooper. I saw the first one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think most people did because that movie made like a billion dollars. Yeah. Which is why they're doing all the. I think it made like one point four, one point six billion dollars in like grades like that. Um, maybe it was, maybe it was less. Dinosaurs so, still sell. <laughs> yeah, they still sell, and so does Chris Pratt. Yeah. And so this true. is the third movie. And now I just want to read you guys something. That is um, just, it's disgusting. And it just, again, further shows we as a culture, we're just, everything's dying. Everything's failing. We just live in a fucking cesspool of absolute trash that we're just being fed fucking slop because we are pigs. And this is further proof of that. So in this movie, um, we have the director previewed. This is for The Hollywood Reporter. Um, is where I'm reading this from. The director previewed the new threat in an interview teaser with Empire Magazine published Saturday in which he revealed its name and origins. Now, this is in con- the context of the new big bad, the new villain dinosaur. The name of this dinosaur is Gigan- Giganotosaurus. Or gigan- Giganotosaurus. Is it literally yes. just a fucking giant T-Rex? Let, let me continue, or Giga for short. Um, Dominion's Big Bad gets its origins from a real-life source. Unlike the prior films, um, Indominus and the Indoraptor, both born as genetic hybrids, um, uh, this was, okay, yeah, that's, that's pointless. But this is, this is the sweet part. So for the Giganotosaurus, for this design, this, for this dinosaur, this is what the director had to say. I wanted something that felt like the Joker, Trevorrow said of Giga's personality as of the film's, as, as the film's Come big again? dino terror. It just wants to watch the world burn. Bro, make it talk. Make it fucking talk and just have some, and he's talking have about Jared dinosaurs. Leto voice it. Have Jared Leto voice it. Christ. A dinosaur oh my God. Joker. Now, now I'm just imagining the dinosaur has like Chris Pratt like knocked down he's just like i just want to hurt you really <laughs> really bad oh my god or no no no. It, no 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 what it has to be is um uh it's 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 like a talk show right and like you see a guy with the clipboard and he goes uh uh what is this uh giganotosaurus you're up next 
and it like cuts and there's just like a it's just a dinosaur sitting in a fucking makeup chair and he's like when you when you introduce me can you no like when you call me out can you introduce me as giga and then he fucking goes out onto a, a talk show stage and it's just like the scene from from joker Why? something that i'd rather not imagine say that? I would... <laughs> what that's where we're at man uh... he wanted his dinosaur to be like joker <sighs> We're we're just we're so fucked. We're so fucked. Strange. You want to know how I got these scars? Velociraptor got me real good. (laughs) In the Crustaceous period, a meteorite crashed. (laughs) Just a fucking a giant dinosaur (laughs) with a Joker dialogue, dude. That's (laughs) me. Just talking to like a group of fucking park rangers. Just this oh edgy ass dinosaur. That that honestly, I would watch that. that. Would, I would watch That'd that. Yeah. That would be way more interesting than what it's probably gonna be. Um, another <sighs> thing I wanted to mention, uh, this is just a more more something that has caught my eye that I think we definitely need to get on is have you guys seen the trailer for the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Yeah, I've no, seen but it. I heard about this, and I heard it's like amazing. Yes, it's in theaters now. It just came out, and it got incredible reviews, and everyone's saying it's already one of the best movies this year. Um, I think it's like an A twenty four release. Oh shit! Seems like it has some multiverse aspects to it. It just seems like a fun ass movie, and I think we should go check it out. I don't really have much more on it than that, but I think it's something that we should. I know there's so many movies coming up, but maybe before we get to that. Northman, Unbearable Weight, Doctor Strange, Strange New Worlds, like content combo we're coming up on. We should maybe go I'm try to see, see this. something this weekend or next weekend. Yeah, hell yeah. That'd be, that that'd be dope. We should, we should add it to the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what that movie is about after yeah, me neither. watching the trailer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much either, but other than what I saw in the trailer. But it looked interesting. Um, yeah. seems so kind of like funny we should too. expect like Vulture, Vulture to come through, right? Yeah, yep. So yeah, Vulture, Vulture shows up in the after credit scene. Yes, this is the this is the Morbius cinematic universe. Throwing um, out Morbius reference, like people know this. People are not people watching Morbius. Nobody. And the funny thing is, is, we could say anything. Like we could make like like you remember that one scene when um when Morbius was trying to suck his own dick and he slipped on that like puddle of oh, fat yeah. blood in his lab. Yeah. Yep. That scene was crazy. And, the, and then he accidentally bit it. And then he got, <laughs> he got an intense hunger to just slurp up the blood out of his own dick. <laughs> out of his own penis. Yeah. That was so weird. And like Jared Leto, like it was like, scene. it was like Jared. I heard Jared Leto like method acted that scene. No, mm-hmm. so he like he really got he was crippled to, re- at that to time remove too. his yeah, bottom two he... ribs so he could suck his own cock. Yeah, that's when he lost all the weight. That's when yep. he removed the ribs. Yeah. Oh, you saw that interview too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Inter- that interview was crazy, man. <laughs> that's ridiculous. All right, so let's just finish out here with um, a couple quick uh, video game stories. Um, th- this one happened. Um, in the previous week, we just didn't get a chance to talk about it because of our good friend Michael Morbius. And it is, it is the fact that Sony 
is taking PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and are merging them into one service. Um, That's launching, I believe, in June, right? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes, in June. So what what we're going to have now is a PS Plus service that has three tiers. Um, the base tier is going to be the same price, um, 10 bucks monthly, 25 bucks for like the three month payment or 60 bucks for the year. Um, going to still have the same shit. You get your two monthly games, discounts, cloud storage, all that stuff. But then now there's going to be PlayStation Plus Extra where you get access to like 400, over 400 PS4 and PS5 games, um, including like they're going to have Returnal on it right at the start, Miles Morales. Um, some other games, probably some more PS5 games. Um, they haven't revealed the full list yet, um, but that's probably going to come closer to the actual launch of the service. And that one's going to be $14.99, um, $40, um, $40 for the quarterly one or $100 for the year. And then the top version is PlayStation Plus Premium, where for that one, you get about 740 games um, which includes PS1, PS2 games, um, the ability to stream games um, through like the old PS Now service. And oh, they're also adding PSP games as well. So you basically get an additional 340 games that are, I'm, I'm assuming the additional 340 are all going to be classics. So it seems like mm-hmm. they're going to be adding in a lot more into their like PS2 and PS1 emulation stuff that they've, they've already had. Um, so it honestly, I know a lot of people were upset for some reason, but to me, it just kind of seems kind of seems dope. Like, yeah. I'll I'll take it. You know, play some classics. Oh yeah, I feel like I'd either do the standard version or the or the top version. I I wouldn't do like a middle version. If I had to pick one. I just have to I see mean, the list of games that's being available. I think it's just yeah. like the the turning point. Yeah, I, I think. The, I think the middle one might be one of the better ones. Like if you don't give a fuck about classics or the game sharing, yeah, that's true. The, the middle one just you get you pay five dollars more for PS Plus than you normally would. I, um, I would never play PS One, PS Two games. Literally, probably never. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would. So that's I, I'm, I'm going to go for the premium. But if you don't care about that, how the extra the, uh, you just how much is the premium per year? The premium's uh one one nineteen oh, hundred nineteen. Yeah, I think it's crazy too because if you pay for the premium monthly, it comes out to like two over two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's, it's basically fifty percent off. Yeah, I definitely if you do buy it, it yearly. If you buy it yearly, just comes to a standard uh, subscription per month now. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the extra seems kind of sweet because you just get a library of four hundred games. And, yeah. You know, if there's like new releases dropping on there, that one might be the way to go. But I'll, I'll probably do the premium just because i've used ps now before and it works pretty well my, my internet and i'm pretty excited for that I, even though we're not going to be getting day one playstation games like xbox does with game pass but i mean that's not really surprising like those, those playstation games they sell yeah exactly. millions of copies at 70 dollars. so that'd be insane to give up on that oh yeah but yeah, we'll yeah like like you said, Dan, it's all gonna come down to what the what the the library actually is. I just gotta see, and I gotta see if there's gonna be PS Now like exclusive games in the future, or if we'll be getting like if they're like timed releases or something. 
PS Now will get something like that, where like a game comes out and then like six months later it'll be out with the service. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it seems like info. because um, because there was the Nvidia GeForce leak that leaked a bunch of like PC release dates and like the the Returnal PC release date was listed for like basically a year after Returnal launched. Horizon Forbidden West is set for like a year after Horizon launches, so I could see it being like okay game's out for a year we're putting it on pc and if you pay for ps plus here's the game as well so i i feel like that's gonna be the the strat you know because if you care you'll pay the money to pay it within that first year if you don't and you're given the money anyways for ps plus you get it a year later yeah right that, that seems like the that's gonna be the move um and then the other story I want to talk about was something that happened earlier today was we got to look at fucking Kingdom Hearts 4. I can't believe that's real. I know, right? It's fucking insane. <laughs> so for like, just to give context on how much I love Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts yep. 2 is my favorite. Sorry. One, like, it's like 1B. 1A is Pokemon Sapphire. And then 1B is like for my favorite game of all time. That'd be Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. So I'm into this. Kingdom Hearts 3 literally was the biggest letdown of all time. It was in production for probably seven or like eight years or something. They showed a trailer. Might have been 10. I don't know. And it was ass. So yeah. I'm. Yeah. My first thought <laughs> is like, I'm not even that excited. But then it was like, I'm pretty hyped. But then it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be playing this in 2030. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give some context as well. Before, I mean, I've known Dan as a massive Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, and he's I'm pretty sure he wanted me to get into Kingdom Hearts. I had played older Kingdom Hearts games before, but I'd never beaten them. And then before 3 came out, I played through 1 and 2. And then I got a decent way through some of the spin-offs. And it was just like, no. Spin-offs are garbage. Just stick yeah, with the main ones. <laughs> it was like, this isn't happening before 3 came out. Like, it just wasn't wasn't going to happen. And I, I'm weird, too, where I, for some reason, I kind of, like, appreciate Kingdom Hearts 1 more than 2, for some reason. I don't know why. 1, one just clicked one, with me more. 1 had the better story. I two, think that's probably what it is. 2, it started to get into, like, the fucky, just Kingdom Crazy Hearts plot that just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And multiple yeah. people will look the same, have the same names, but they're different yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, it does so that's, get wild. So that's where that comes in, but Kingdom Hearts 2 had the superior combat system for yes, me. Yes, 100%. Gameplay-wise, Kingdom Hearts 2 is, like, miles better. Um, and I think they made Kingdom Hearts 1 control better in, like, the in like the HD releases they did recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why I enjoyed that. But yeah, we got to look at Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, it looks nice. They're on... It's very interesting they showed it on the the location they did which is called quadratum in it's a, it's Baram like Rex. A real life it's like based off of a real life place i saw yeah. I, I saw that that's where they did the announcement or something that's where like the offices are or whatever yeah held held in in tokyo yeah um and so for context in kingdom hearts 3 there is a video game i believe called Verum rex and now Verum rex was a reference to Final Fantasy 13 
Versus, which the director of Kingdom Hearts 3 was working on before Kingdom Hearts 3, and that game was in development hell forever, and then got retooled, got like kind of canceled, but then reworked into Final Fantasy 15, um, and a different director was brought on board. And so Verum Rex in Kingdom Hearts 3 was like kind of a reference to that, and that's kind of all I thought it was. Um, but now it looks like you get to actually go to that as its own world within Kingdom Hearts. And those who play Kingdom Hearts, you know that every time they travel to a different like world, whether it's like Toy Story, Little Mermaid, like Sora and crew, their designs change to match the world. So oh, it's very sick. interesting they chose this because like it immediately led to people going, oh, shit, they're making Kingdom Hearts look like realistic Final Fantasy like anime style. But I'm pretty sure that's just because of the the world that they picked. I'm pretty yeah, sure. it's just it's just gonna be the world, because um, mm. at the end we had fucking Donald and Goofy, and then we yeah. saw that how Hades is coming back, a part of the Hercules world, which is like incredible because Hercules is in every single game, and it's like yeah. a huge part of the story. So, so yeah, that's and I feel like cool. they they can't get rid of Sora's giant feet, right? They showed his feet. They showed his toes. Yeah, but that but that's within Verum, Verum, Verum Rex, right? So I'm I'm assuming regular Sora is still gonna have well, big the, ass goofy that's, feet. It's right? still it's still regular Sora. That's just like his like outfit for the world. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying like when he's outside of that world, you know. Oh well, he'll like have, when he's, he'll have his toes covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you get what I'm um, yeah, I'm interesting to see what they do. Hope it's not dog shit. I hope in that world, Donald and Goofy look like real cats. I'm uh, re- cats and dogs, real dogs and ducks. That'd be dogs pretty funny. Dogs and ducks. Yeah, I played. Uh, I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts three. It was fun. I liked it. I d- obviously didn't finish it because I don't finish games, but <laughs> especially not that it's one. Trademarked. But uh, um, that was pretty but sick. We- We'll we'll find out more about this game in five years. Get back yep. to you in five years. This, uh, on, magic on the in the making. So they didn't even say coming soon because they knew they do get wrecked. Magic in the making, guys. It's gonna be yeah. on Unreal Engine five too. Is yeah. that um? It's exciting. This, so is FF seven part two. It's yeah. probably competing with that uh, Star Wars release. That Star Wars game. Oh, Star Wars Eclipse doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that that's been a running joke on this podcast that Star Wars Eclipse does not exist at all. But it doesn't, it though, right? Yeah, no, it's no. not real. I mean, it, like twenty twenty seven is the be, release but... date they want. They don't Quantic have... Dream did just get bought, though. They got bought up, so that now it, now it might actually happen. Oh, yeah. Now it might actually be twenty twenty seven. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Who fucking knows, man? Who knows? All right. Oh, shit. Actually, just real quick before we leave, I just want to say this, that Remedy is remaking Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2. They got permission from Rockstar because Rockstar owns Max Payne after they made Max Payne 3. Um, and now Remedy, makers of Control, makers of Alan Wake, and the original creators of Max Payne 1 and 2, they're going to be remaking Max Payne one and two fully from the ground up so it's going to look better than control which is already one of the best looking games um and max Payne one and two are just incredible third person shooters and you guys should absolutely play them because 
That's yeah, I honestly great. haven't looked too much into those. Obviously, heard about them growing up, but yeah. never really played them. And it's coming in one package too, so it's just going to be one yeah. game. You get a fully remade Max Payne one and two, Sick. and that is going to be fucking awesome. I'm so happy that Remedy is getting all this money to make games because Remedy is—they're so good. Yeah, <laughs> they're so fucking Definitely. good. Hell yeah! Did you, I don't think we men- mentioned in the F1 race, but it's not like we got to say much about that. Yeah, no, it was it was fine. Just Austra- Australia, it was fun. Yeah. But, uh, um, Charles Leclerc Ferrari took it home. And then uh, Max Verstappen retired again. The Red, the Red Bull <laughs> reliability is yeah. an, interesting, an interesting aspect. And I was, I was so right. I was so on point that the, Merc, the Mercs were right there. And same yeah. with McLaren. They, they just had other problems they yeah. needed to fix. I was just going to say, fucking George Russell, P2 in the championship. Yeah. Crazy. Mercedes is still the leading constructor too, right? With all these reliability issues, all this shit, like True. it's gonna be a three-way that's fight. Crazy. Like Mercedes is gonna fix their shit. We're gonna yeah. have a three-way fight, hundred percent. That's yeah. all. I, that's all I really gotta say. Yeah. About the race. Interesting. Yeah. F1. All right, boys. That was a good ass convo. Yeah. I think Dan, you got to get out of here, right? Yes, sir. All right. So that is. I think that's gonna do it for us this this upcoming week. We got fucking Moon Knight episode three. I'm going to keep plugging away at fucking Star Trek Picard. I'm going to keep, I'm watching Deep Space Nine as well. I'll probably have some, something to say about that. Um, I'm going to see if I can maybe, maybe finish out at least the story of Horizon Forbidden West um, for next week. And I'll definitely talk about that. Nice. Um, Jimmy, we got to get you on Returnal. Yeah. I got to um, play Returnal. I got to finish Elden Ring. Got to do a few things. Yeah. I also, I'm looking at, I'm probably going to start. Um, there's this game called Weird West, which came out pretty recently. Um, it's like an RPG. Oh yeah, I heard about um, that. Top down, and it sounds really interesting. It sounds like something right in my alley, made by the developers of Dishonored and Prey. So I'm definitely gonna definitely check that out. That sounds very interesting to me. Dan, we got to get you out of this post Elden Ring depression. <laughs> it just doesn't help that I'm working. I'm about to work six days next week. Oof. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, gotta that's, find that's some time help. to play some uh, play some good shit. Find something new, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I should just go back to wailing on Genshin Impact. Spend no, all please. My money. Absolutely. Not. Okay, so this is the last episode Dan is gonna be on. Um, first, first... <laughs> I had to sell my mic and my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those all right, wishes. Folks. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe, um, and turn that bell, um, hit the bell. For notifications when we upload a new video uh, if you're listening on any podcast app be sure to leave us a follow and give five stars um it really helps us out with the algorithm and getting us up there but other than that that's gonna do it for us oh actually i do want to mention um we don't have any social media stuff going right now but pretty soon i'm gonna be getting a twitter and facebook group going so just keep an eye out for that um yeah until then just thanks for listening thanks for watching um i'm jordan dante joining me as always Jim, peace out, guys. Big D. And Big D. Big D. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thanks again. Have a good one, guys. Right. Later.